Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. Robin, how's it going? Doing great. How about you? I am doing wonderful today, and part of that is because you're throwing out a topic that I... I, it's like one of those words I hear it all the time, yeah. but I have no clue what it is, <laughs> and I can act like I know what it is, yeah. but I don't. And you might know this already, guys. It's leaky gut syndrome, and we talk about it a lot in integrative yeah, medicine. We do. Um, but I, for one, have no idea what it means. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> let's, let's start from the beginning. Well, so I like what you said. We talk about it a lot in integrative medicine. This is one of those diagnoses that, depending on who you're talking to, they're going to tell you that it's not a real thing. Mm. which still drives me insane because it's a real thing. There's tons of science behind it. But, you know, you go to some GI doctors and they're going to tell you, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> and that's why patients end up coming to me to get fixed because the GI tells them it's not a real thing. Um, so anyways, leaky gut syndrome, also known as increased intestinal permeability. It's a condition when the lining of the intestines becomes damaged for some reason, and I'll get into different reasons that can happen. Um, but that allows undigested food particles, toxic waste, and bacteria to leak through the intestinal lining and out into the bloodstream. Mm. Um, it's the it's most commonly diagnosed using a test called zonulin, um, which is something that's on our GI map, and we have videos on that. Yep. Um, so the cells lining the intestines are supposed to be nice and tight and close to each other, and with leaky gut, those cells just get damaged, they shrink, and they open up these tiny little holes in the intestines. Um, so those foreign substances get into the bloodstream, and they can cause all, wreak all kinds of havoc. Um, so they can cause a autoimmune response. Uh, Oftentimes I see leaky gut as a driver behind autoimmune issues, um, inflammatory reactions, allergic issues. It can cause migraines, irritable bowel, um, eczema, chronic fatigue, thyroid dysfunction. It can trigger food allergies. It can make rheumatoid arthritis worse. Um, it's not a good thing. No. People don't feel good when you have leaky gut. Um, <laughs> I always say, you know, things are in your gut and that's where they're supposed to stay. We don't want to out in the rest of the body. Um, and so it's interesting because, like I said, food allergies, when those food particles are getting out into the body, the body recognizes it as a foreign thing, wants to attack it and get rid of it. So you can actually start to develop allergies or sensitivities to things that should be very healthy. Interesting. Um, and that's where food allergy testing can be really beneficial while we're dealing with leaky gut. Um, we do offer food allergy testing here through the offices. Um, I've had it done before. It was very eye-opening. Um, and I was dealing with leaky gut at the time. And it was crazy because all the things that I ate most often were my highest reactions. Um, so having that allergy testing is also very beneficial in helping us to treat leaky gut, which I'll get to. This is a naive question, but can you, you said you, you took the allergy test. Mm -hmm. Can you reverse any of those allergies? Like, say you heal your leaky gut. Yeah. Will all of a sudden you not be as allergic to certain types of foods? Yes. Um, because the reason that we're having those allergies and sensitivities is because it's getting out into the bloodstream and the body doesn't want it there. Oh, So when okay. we heal the leaky gut and close all those little micro holes back up, then we can eat food and it actually stays where it's supposed to be. Got it. Okay. So a lot of those reactions, I tell people, it's not a forever thing that you have to get out of the diet. Most of the stuff you're able to work back into the diet. Oh, nice. It just takes super time. super uplifting. Cool. We just got to heal. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so it, we have improper digestion with leaky gut. So a lot of times I see like gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, all kinds of things that can happen. Yeah. Um, we don't absorb nutrients the way that we should. That can lead to hormones 
hormonal imbalances, a weak immune system. So it just is a it's just a cascade of things that happen. That's an interesting thing thing you said about the nutrients because I think we all when I think of leaky gut, I think of you know gas, bloating, all mm-hmm. those you know digestive sim- symptoms. Yeah, I don't think about the not absorbing nutrients as well as I should. Yeah. You're not breaking foods down the way that you're supposed to. You're not absorbing things the way yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So I'll go through symptoms again. I've already said some of these. Yep. Um, chronic diarrhea, chronic constipation, gas, bloating, the nutritional deficiencies, uh, compromised immune system, um, headaches, migraines, brain fog, just kind of feeling like you're walking around in a cloud, um, memory loss, uh, excessive fatigue, especially after meals. If you like eat something and then you're just crashing and burning, it can be due to something like this. Mm. Um, like I said, it can cause food sensitivities, skin rashes. Your whatever's going on in your stomach is out on your skin. So when your skin's not happy, it's because the intestines and stomach are not happy. So acne, eczema, eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, things like that can all be driven by the gut. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, high cravings for carbs and sugars, uh, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia. Um, but also things like ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression. Uh, you know, ADD and ADHD is rampant now, and nobody ever looks at the gut. You know, you get a, a third grader that says, teacher says, hey, they can't focus. They go straight to medications when right. actually there's a lot of things that we could do to fix the gut, heal the gut, and help those behavioral issues. I can't imagine how many kids are suffering from leaky gut and oh, yeah. have no idea. Yeah. And so reasons why, what causes leaky gut, chemicals in our food is a huge thing. Okay. So I've talked a lot about that before, eating organic as much as possible, avoiding processed food as much as possible. What do all kids love? Sugar and carbs. Mm -hmm. They want the goldfish and they want the cookies and they want all the things that taste really good but have a lot of chemicals in them. Mm -hmm. And so I personally feel that's one reason that we've got uh, influx in in gut issues in kids and then in behavioral issues in kids because of what we're eating. Yeah. Um, So diet is a huge factor in leaky gut. And this leaky gut can honestly be something that you've had since childhood. And now you're an adult and you're still dealing with issues and you're trying to figure out what's going on. So. Or you're used to the the condition and don't think it's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Like, it's not normal. Um, so certain things are really big triggers. Gluten, dairy, soy can be really big triggers for a lot of people. Um, sugar is another big trigger for developing leaky gut. Um, it can also be caused by medications. Um, antibiotics is a huge one for this. Mm-hmm. Steroids, over-the-counter things like aspirin and ibuprofen just start to destroy that gut lining. Um, oral birth control pills. Women are really prone to this because you know you take oral birth control for 10 15 20 years of your life um, definitely destroys that intestinal lining Um, so starts irritation that irritation leads to inflammation which then leads to the increased intestinal permeability Uh, chronic stress um, too much alcohol use um, and then gut imbalances in the bacteria. This is where the GI map, again, becomes super helpful because if we need to fix it, we need to know what caused it. A lot of times there is some imbalance in bacteria there. There's some level of infection going on that's attacking that intestinal lining and leading to leaky gut. So would you do that before addressing like elimination diets or like uh, 
what would you do first? I like to do it all together, honestly. Okay. Um, but probably the most helpful piece of everything, if I could tell people one test to do, it would be to do the GI map. Which has zonulin. Has the zonulin level. Okay. So it's going to tell me for sure that it's leaky gut, although usually I can diagnose it based on symptoms. But it's going to tell us for sure. But it's going to tell us what bacteria we've got that's causing any issues. Do we not have enough of the good bacteria? Do we have too much of the bad? Do we have H. pylori? Do we have some parasite that we don't know about? And it's going to look at other intestinal health markers as well. That's going to be really beneficial. Hmm. Um, calprotectin levels, which is looking at inflammation, looks at the immune system of the gut, lets me know how much we need to support it in order to fix this. Um, so if I could do just one test, it would be the GI map. Yep. Um, if we're looking to get really comprehensive and really in-depth on this, it's going to be a GI map and food sensitivities. The test. The, the food sensitivities test. Okay. Yeah, that blood okay. draw. Okay. Um, it looks at the 88 most commonly reactive foods and um, then will also tell you cross reactions. So in healing leaky gut, we want to take away the foods that are causing the biggest reactions. Okay. When I was dealing with this, chicken was one of my top things. I eat chicken and rice like every day for at least <laughs> one meal. Um, but chicken was a huge one for me. And I'm like, okay, well, I would have never eliminated chicken from my diet because I didn't really feel bad when I ate it, but obviously it was a driver behind what was going on. So that was not permanent for you? That was not permanent. Okay. I love chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But there were some things that were permanent for me that I just decided were best to keep away, uh, gluten and dairy being two of them. Um, They did come up on my test. They're known allergens. I just did those forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... That's the different kinds of things that can cause leaky gut. Then we need to know how do we heal it because we can. It's not something that you have to live with. It's not something that's there forever. The the key to healing leaky gut is changing the diet, um, eliminating the foods that your body is seeing as toxic, getting rid of the bad bacteria that are causing the issues, and then adding in good things that are going to help with healing. So we call it the four R's of healing. One is to remove foods and factors that damage the gut. Two is replace them with healing foods and any enzymes that the body is lacking. Um, Three is to repopulate the gut through good bacteria and probiotics. And then four is to repair the gut using different supplements. So, okay. So are we on the supplement part? It seems like we're through uh, with the healing process. We're through the eliminate the removal of food. Yeah. Okay, so we haven't addressed the supplements, I don't think. Supplements, yeah. So there's a lot of different supplements that can help with this. I usually give people a list and help pick three or four different ones. I don't want to overwhelm with it because there's a lot of things that can be beneficial. Um, Collagen is one supplement that's really great. Uh, L-glutamine is another one that really has been shown to help heal the lining. Um, Digestive enzymes, this is going to help you break down your food better, get more nutrients out of the food that you're eating. Probiotics, of course, are a critical one. Everybody needs to be on a good probiotic. Um, Fish oil, vitamin A, vitamin D are all really beneficial ones. Fiber. Mm -hmm. Um, Immunoglobulins, this is not necessary for all people, and this is where the GI map is really beneficial. Immunoglobulins are helping to support the immune system of the gut. If your immune system's not compromised, we don't need the immunoglobulins there to support it. Okay. Okay. Um, Aloe, drinking aloe vera um, is really beneficial, very calming. So if we have a lot of inflammation, that's a great one to do. Uh, Marshmallow root is a really good one. Quercetin, um, some people like doing apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. Um, Vitamin C, 
but my top one that I use for every leaky gut patient is a peptide called BPC-157. We have a video on this, refer back to that, um, but BPC-157 uh, is a peptide that was uh, originally isolated in the gastric juices, so it's something that's naturally created in the body. But with leaky gut, we don't have enough of it. So they've isolated it, created it in the lab, and now we can take it in pill form. It's in pill form. It's pill form, yep. Okay. okay. Uh, the video BPC talks about there's two different ways to do it, but pill form is what's needed for uh, gut healing. Got it. Okay. Um, and so through studies, BPC has been shown to go in and heal the lining of the intestines. And I literally, I've had people tell me one to two doses into this, and they feel different. Now, does that person, one to two doses in, feels amazing, do they keep going on BPC? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I usually want to do at least two to three months on this. Okay. And like if they're feeling great and want to continue on with it, that's not an issue. We can continue to take it. But I like to get at least, at least two to three months on it to really help heal things. Mm. Um, and of course, through all of that, making sure we're getting rid of what caused leaky gut to begin with and not going back to any of that. Which would be the um, foods or the stress. The foods, yeah. <laughs> the foods, the stress, the medications, <laughs> antibiotics. You know, if I've got somebody that we've really intensively worked on the gut and then something happens and they have to take an antibiotic, we need to really intensively support again because yeah. we don't want to end up back in the same situation. Yeah. Um, but the big takeaway for leaky gut is you need to know that it's there. You need to know how to get tested for it. And then you need to know that it can be fixed. Yeah. We, we can reverse this. One question, is the GI map, say you go through all this, um, symptoms are gone, mm -hmm. do you do the GI map again to see, like, is there any sort of, like, affirmation that you're looking for? We can. The, re the only reason I really don't very often is cost. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, most people, once they're feeling better, are not super motivated to pay for that test again. Got it. Um, I like to wait at least six months if we are going to repeat it. Um, you know, I do have some people that choose to, that want to. They want to see that everything's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're feeling better, all symptoms are gone. I don't make people repeat Got it. Got it. Makes total sense. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, I, I understand leaky gut syndrome better. I know you do too, and that's because Robin explained it for us today. <laughs> I appreciate that. Absolutely. Guys, you name it, we explain it. Today's topic has been leaky gut syndrome. Um, refer down to the description below to learn more about the GI map if you want to see Robin explain that test that we talked a little bit about today. Um, but until then, we'll see you guys um, next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.